Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to Talk is Cheap. I'm Jordan Ron on here with my partner, James Cratch. James, what's going on? Jordan, how are you? I'm all right. Just back from New Orleans. We saw an absolutely unique game, a thrilling game, depending on what side you're on. Actually, either way, no matter what side you're on, it was a pretty ridiculously entertaining game. There was ups and downs. There was very little defense or no defense, however you want to uh, phrase it. 52-49, to 49. that was the final score of this game. The New Orleans Saints win. And it was actually a pretty crazy, wild ending, which is only fitting for the kind of game that it was. But, I mean, you look at the numbers and everything is just silly. Eli Manning, six touchdowns. Drew Brees, seven touchdown passes. 511 yards. Drew Brees was on the verge of setting the NFL record for your passing yards in a game if that crazy ending didn't happen and went to overtime. But uh, anyway, 614 yards the Giants allowed. There was a punt, a, a big punt return, face mask in the final seconds that set up the game-winning field goal for the Saints. Just total mayhem, James. What is your number one takeaway from this game? The Giants' defense is abysmal, or was abysmal. They're bad. Um, they just... You know, I, I just, they, they did, I mean, yes, they, they made some plays, you know, DRC had an interception, the, the force fumble. They made, let's be honest, they made two plays in the entire game. Made two plays two. in the entire game. Um, and, and DRC and, made them both. And if I, I, you know, a lot happened. So I believe it was Brandon Cooks on, on the opening drive of the game. You know, people were kind of like, was that an overthrow? Was it a drop? You know, if he catches that ball, it's a 75-yard touchdown. Breeze yeah, does set the NFL record for, passing yards in a game and they don't even have that three and out to their name or four out or whatever it was um yeah and he was wide open he he was wide open downfield that yeah he was gone i mean that was just look it was a fun game to watch i think if you know for you know football fans um and i think that it was a game where the giants offense played really well but the giants defense was as bad as you can think. Yeah, I mean, I leave with pretty much the same impression, and it's that the defense just is not good. Look, I we knew this before the game. We knew the defense wasn't yeah. very good, and I was I was saying this before the game. They were 27th in the NFL, or actually 29th in the NFL coming into this game in total defense, and that's weird. Their last five games being against you know Matt Castle, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 
Tyrod Taylor without LaShawn McCoy and uh, Sammy Watson. Sammy Watson. I'm missing one. I'm missing one other quarterback in that little run that they had here. Sam Bradford. And Sam Bradford, he, yes, who's playing, uh, who's playing pretty terrible too. So he was actually maybe he he might have been the worst of the run uh, actually playing in the game against the Giants. So the fact that teams were moving the ball up and down the field and still having some success against this Giants defense just indicated that when they got back to playing a top-level quarterback, and look, that's what Drew Brees is. He's not the same Drew Brees as he was before, but he's still a good quarterback in the league, and he tore him apart. And now if you look at it, this defense has played three good quarterbacks this year, three good offenses, and when it's come down to it in the final quarter, actually in the, basically the, the final drives, like the final minutes, those three quarterbacks, Tony Romo, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees, have taken their team down the field for a winning or tying score, and they've done it with relative ease. And I don't think anybody thought that any of those three were going to be stopped. You knew by the flow of the game that they were going to go down the field no problem and score a touchdown. So I think this defense has major problems. And, you know, you bring something up very valuable, James. That play that you talk about to Brandon Cooks, that that, Mm – I don't know what it was, you know, an incompletion, a drop, or yeah. a slight overthrow, whatever it was in the opening draft. That was a, a an indicator of things to come. There was that was a broken defensive play, just a misassignment that did guys on different page. I think you know either DRC or the safety, somebody totally misread that play, and you know what? We saw that three or four more times. How does that happen at this point? How? You know, I, I mean, James, I, I was... you got you got anything for me here? You know, I, well, I was sitting in the airport in New Orleans very early on Monday morning, and I was thinking to myself, in a sense, not to go all Denny Green, but the Giants were kind of who we thought they were going to be finally on Sunday. A really good That's offense yeah. and a really bad defense. They finally, like, it, it was all like the narrative that everybody assumed coming out of training camp, you know, finally manifested itself on Sunday. And we get fifty two forty nine as a result. Yeah, I mean it's kind of kind of what we expected. I don't think anyone expected it to be that wild and crazy, or that wild and that high scoring. And oh, you yeah, know, it was you know, passing touchdowns. But if you think about it, I mean the Saints' defense is the perfect panacea for a struggling offense, which the Giants were. They weren't playing that well offensively coming into the game, no. and their defense their defense stinks too. Let's be honest, that's a terrible, terrible defense. And the thing, I mean, their defense has been terrible for years. Yeah, really. And, has. You know, it's you know, but no, the Giants. But look, yeah, I'm I, not going to take anything. Where we're not going to, we shouldn't take away anything from Eli Manning, though. I will say, no, no. This is my two and a half years on the beat. That is the single best game that I saw Eli Manning play, and by a pretty wide margin. Pretty oh, wide he, margin. he was sensational. Yeah, I mean, he was he, brilliant. There's two plays maybe that I, I look back at and I'm like, you know, those were bad plays. One is he, what did he lose, lose the ball on a throw or something on a screen pass that they had? Yeah, set up? it was a fumble. Yeah. <laughs> Very lucky they recovered it because that was just, I don't know what the heck happened there. And he actually had another fumble, but that was negated by a penalty. But thank God for Brandon Browner for the Giants. Because anytime you need to send a drive, Brandon Browner, the human penalty on the Saints is over there, willing to commit a penalty and extend your drive. So, that's Giants had now. seven first downs come by Saints penalties. 
Yeah, lost in the mix there was the Saints committed 12 penalties in this game. That is a big, big number. Uh, that's the second time this year a Giants opponent has uh, had 12 or more penalties because the Bills did it as well. So, yeah, crazy. That's a lot of help you're getting right there. But let's talk about, for a second, okay, we'll get to the offense in a minute because that that's the good. There's still some good to take from this game. Yes. Uh, you know what, even besides the, the, the offense, the Giants are still in first place. So that, that's a positive take. But anyway. Yes. Let's first talk about the fourth quarter of this Giants this year. I mean, fourth quarter, they've allowed more points than any other quarter this year. They have by a wide margin. I think it's almost double the number. What is the problem with this team in the fourth quarter? You know, I don't know. I mean, part of me, I don't want to, you know, I don't think it's a conditioning thing, although I will say it seems like the Giants usually yeah, do I don't think not it's a win the Um, I, I, I don't know if it's, I think it all starts with the fact that they can't put any pressure on any quarterback whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I mean that's obviously a problem. That's a problem all four quarters, isn't it? You think it comes through? No, four I agree. I, I don't know if that if that evens out somehow. I mean, I just I don't know if they just they get tired, you know, or, or teams can adjust to them if if offensive lines start to lean on them in in the the late in the game, it's just this team just doesn't seem to have the ability to finish. And, and I know it's kind of like cliche, like learn to win and everything, but they just don't seem to have the ability when when, when the time is of the essence to, to finish the job. Well, I also think, I mean, why can't they finish the job? If you think about it, this is a bad defense. We're talking about it, right? This is a bad defense in the first place. So when the bad defense starts to wear down on top of that, then what happens? They're already out on the field for a lot of plays because they're not just straight stopping anybody. They're, they're, not, they're not straight stopping Matt Castle. You know, Matt Castle's still moving the ball decent on him. So they're yeah. on the field all these plays. By the time they're getting to the fourth quarter, that defense was shot yesterday, totally shot in the fourth quarter. They made a, they, The fact that they made a play and actually produced points, I thought, hey, you know, they actually did their job in the fourth quarter, almost, if you look at it. They, they, actually, they actually got a stop. Not only did they get a stop, but they produced points, which I thought was huge. I mean, but in general, they're just not good enough defensively. You know, they, and the fact is that as these games go, they're just wearing down. I mean, who's, who's out there on the field? I mean, the guys they have out there on the field right now, they don't, have, they don't even have two pass rushers. Most teams have four, three or four pass rushers that they're able to rotate in and out. The Giants just don't have that. I mean, guys no. like Kerry Wiener playing a large snap load. A guy like Robert Ayers is playing 60-something-plus snaps. He's just coming back from an injury. But Robert Ayers, by the way, was the only person that got any sort of pressure yesterday. Any sort of pressure. He, he, he's been very quietly having a – you know, I actually dealt with the injuries. He's been very good this year when he's been on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Robert has been good for both these years when, he, when he's been on the field for the Giants. The problem is he's been injured now both the years. So, uh, you know, my my biggest complaint about the defense right now is is obviously the pass rush. The pass rush is atrocious. I will get to Trevin Wade and, uh, and J. Ron Hosley in a second, but, you know, the pass rush is just – you can't win in the NFL. I don't even care who you have. You have four pro bowlers in the secondary. If you're going to give quarterbacks enough time as much time as the Giants are giving them right now, I mean, they're getting five seconds easy. That any quarterback, any good quarterback in this league is going to tear them apart. 
And the interior oh. of the line, in my, in my estimation, the interior of the line might even be the bigger problem here. They're just so bad. I mean, they have no push, no pass rush from the middle that you can even speak of. Nothing. Absolutely they gave up 52 nothing. points. They gave up 52 points, yes, on Sunday. In they my opinion. They over on there by themselves. Yes. In my opinion, if the Patriots want to go out and score 60 points in two weeks, they can do it. Well, you know, will they try to if, do that? Especially if Kevin Wade and, and uh, J. Ron Hosley are on that field. What do they do there? Yeah, I, I, what, what's the solution? Let's say Prince Mukamara, let's say he's not ready to come back for another couple of weeks. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't something that's just going to completely go away. He has a torn pec, you know, a torn pectoral muscle in some shape or form. This is something he's going to have to deal with. This is yeah. something that even if he comes back, he's not going to be 100%. So let's just say Prince isn't ready, needs more time. We'll find out later this week. We're taping this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Monday right now. Yeah. What are they going to do? What's the solution here? I, I'm not even yeah. What's the patchwork job? What, what can you do to have some sort of semblance of the quarterbacks that can cover somebody? You know, I, it's one of those things. I, I think quarterback's one of those positions where, you know, guys like Trevin Wade and Jay Ron Hosley have, have – had flashes when they were being used in a limited role. And then when all of a sudden you lose one of your two good cornerbacks and those guys have to carry the load, you know, they, they kind of are exposed a little bit. Um, right. I right. don't know what they can do. Because, I mean. because who, but I mean, they're not going to, you know, the train deadline is Tuesday. They're not going to be able to get some guy in and, and they're not going to find anything else better out there. So what I was assuming they got to do is, they're just going to have to stick with this and just, you know, have well, I don't hope. Know about it. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd agree that you can't find anyone out there than J. Ron Hosley. I mean, I personally just don't see it. I just don't see J. Ron Hosley being an NFL-quality player. I, there's nothing I've seen over a significant two-year stretch that tells me that he should, you know, he, that he can even take. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. No, I hear you. He's not, so, a great, he's not a great tackler. He's not a great cover guy. I mean, he's not, he's not a great size. You saw he's, you know, he's trying to throw his body around, but he's a small guy. He was in yeah, the game three times yesterday. No, it, you know, it's – I think the only thing they've got going for them is that look, – and look, the Bucks. we'll get to the Bucks later. They're good. They beat the Falcons. The Giants couldn't beat the Falcons. Um, you know, they, they're not playing Drew Brees again. They're playing a rookie quarterback, and – but I mean, if they don't have Prince back for the Patriots, it could get bad. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that if they have to go that way, and I don't know why they didn't do this, Jermaine McBride to me. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. You, you got what? Jermaine McBride didn't play very well as a nickel cornerback this year, so they moved him out. Right? I get it. He wasn't playing that well. But number one, he always seems to make some plays. He always he have two touchdowns this year now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he is, he's right. Uh, you know what? He didn't score. He didn't, no, he score, didn't score against that. He got, yeah, yeah, right. That was, that was him that returned one of them. He also right. had a pick in that game, if I remember correctly. It's all kind of running yeah. together. The, the, the nightmare well, of fourth anyway, quarter. For May McBride, actually played well on the outside for the Giants a couple of years ago. So why not put him on the outside instead of J. Ron Hosley? And then see what you can get. I mean, Hosley... Uh, is not an answer in the slot. We learned that last year. But you could, you know, try and live with 
at least McBride on the outside and Wade in the slot. I mean, it's yeah, no, be I better, mean, better than what they saw yesterday. One play, DRC was at one play, turned into a touchdown. One play. Couldn't even go off the field for one know. play. And I agree with you, but the thing about, like, the, the Giants, just, they don't seem to be eager to, like, make – I mean, look, Jasper Brinkley has a fully guaranteed contract, and it took him eight weeks to put him in a middle linebacker. You know, it's, they just yeah, don't seem uh, to make moves. I don't moves. know. They, they, that, that didn't seem to work either. Very curious that Tom Coughlin was talking a lot about the fact that they had a lot of trouble lining up. In week eight of an NFL game, you know, of an NFL season, you shouldn't be having trouble lining up. Consists like uh, not he didn't just say once or twice. He seemed to think it was a problem throughout the game that is on more than one occasion. Yeah, that they had trouble lining up. That's no, I mean it, right. it was, that's, that's, no, it, it, it was loud in that building. But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the offense had any procedural issues. Yeah, yeah. No, they were so, actually I mean, pretty good. Look, they were hanging. There was in a there. couple. I mean, there was a couple of offsides, but it, but it was more the guys jumping in the neutral zone type of, of offsides. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no false starts for the offense. No, uh, the Giants offense, I don't, I don't think they were – I mean, they the play clock got down low once or twice, but it wasn't a, a major issue. No, I agree with you. I do think there were communication issues, um, you know, but at the same time, it's just one of the unfortunate things is that, you know, John Beeson is, you know – it's so important to the way this defense runs, but John Beeson, he just it's week to week if he's going to be out there. And what kind of – this is what I was thinking today. What kind of player is John Beeson? Uh, look, I love John. Great guy. Oh, he really is a he's great tremendous. guy. He, I know he's a hard worker. I mean, that guy, that guy wants to be on the field as bad as anybody. I, you know, anybody in that locker room. It's killing him that he's not out there. But let's just say, even when he gets out there at this point, he's 30 years old. He's got, you know, a gazillion injuries. Right now he's dealing with a knee that he says it's going to be something he's got to deal with all season, an ankle problem. You know, he's had all these things this year already. It's like, how good can, even when he gets on the field, how good is John Beeson going to be right now? I mean, no, I think that's I, a serious question of whether, he, whether he's a guy you can put out on the field at this point, even just, I'm talking skill-wise, because of what the injuries are doing to him. No, it's it, they're not in a good shape. I mean, Yunga, you know, he, he was uh, active this week and he played, but you know, he's missed the Cowboys game with a neck injury. He's kind of had a stinger neck issue, you know, since back in training camp. So that's something that you you, you can't really fool around with. It's just, Brinkley didn't play all that, that well. It, it just you know they have a lot of issues in a lot of places. It seems. Yeah, I said that coming into the game is that when Drew Brees. And Sean Payton sat down to watch the Giants' defense on tape. They must have just started salivating because they look at it and say, oh, my God, we could attack the safety. Oh, my God, we could attack the second cornerback spot. Oh, my God, we could attack these linebackers all day. And then on top of that, there's no pass rush to speak of. So it's like, oh, what do they think they can't do against this defense? And they look, they did do everything they wanted. Yeah, I was going to say, the run, the the Saints, I mean, they really didn't run the ball. I mean, obviously, why would you run, why would you focus on the run? Drew Brees, you know. Was, right. Then, but, you know, the Giants' well, run the Giants defense. the Giants' run defense was fine. It was fine until late in the game when I think they wore down a little bit. 
No, I, you're right. I was going to say, like, it was another 100-yard performance by, by the opposing team for that. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it wasn't oh, – I don't think the run defense was bad. The run defense, I think, was pretty good in the first half. Uh, but then as they started to wear down, I mean, when you're playing 70 – what did they play, 79 players? You're going to uh, wear down. So. It's just, oh, it's I just, agree. It's just the way it is. I mean, you can't be on the field that often. And, and with the talent that they have, they're not very deep. They're not, like, running a huge, you know, rotation there. Uh, so, you know, everyone's going to wear down. I mean, there's just no other way to, talk, to, to even figure it out. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, here. The Saints had – let's see. They only had rushing yards. 31 in the first half, the Saints. Okay. They had 31 yards in the first half rushing on 12 carries, 2.6 yards per carry. So they finished with over 100, but and they finished with, let's see, rushing of four yards per carry. So they had a pretty good second half rushing the ball. <laughs> they rushed it 14 times for 72 yards. So, yeah, much bigger improvement. The first half, they went 12 for 31. So right, right there, you see the defense is wearing down. Mm-hmm. Just wore down. And, and you're, okay, let's go over to the other side of the ball. Enough railing on the yes. defense. Let's talk about some positives, okay? Yes. The Giants are 4-4. Four and four. Okay, we got a game against Tampa Bay. 4-4. game, but not, not no. a completely, not the easiest game in the world, but also not the hardest game in the world. Still no, it's, it's, Tampa it's Bay. A- it's going to be a good game. It's a, it's a playoff game. Not, not like a playoff game, but, I mean, the Bucks they're kind of in the hunt now a little bit. Yeah, after a little being bit. Atlanta, a little so bit. I think they're going to have a, a good atmosphere. Yeah, the Bucks are – I don't know if they're in the playoff hunt. I don't know if everyone's going to go that far at this point. But they're feeling good. They're feeling that that organization and that franchise with a rookie quarterback in Jameis Winston is moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, they're making progress. So not an easy game for the Giants, but still, first place, tied for first place, with the, even with this defense, with all the injuries. You know, the hope is you have four guys, right? You have Jason Pierre-Paul, possibility he plays this week, not out of the question. Tom Coughlin kept that open. Victor mm-hmm. Cruz, unlikely to play. Still not looking good for him. We don't know. Yes. It hasn't been cleared to practice as of Monday afternoon. Prince. Kind of a crapshoot, going to be playing at some point probably, but he'll be limited. You know, he won't be 100%. Yes. He's going to try and tough through this injury the rest of the year. And then John Beeson, again, we talked about him. Who knows? So four of those Will guys. Will Beatty, too. Will Beatty. So we got five guys actually now, right? We got five yes. guys. So you got to hope, let's just say they can get something or any, you know, something decent out of two of those five, which I think mm-hmm. is reasonable. Two of Two out of five is a pretty yeah. low, you know, we're talking 40%. Get something decent out of two of those five. I mean, those are significant reinforcements right there. I agree. I, in I a perfect think, world, yeah. let's just say in a perfect world, James, you got to pick which two of those five you wanted to work out. Where are you going? I would say uh, JPP's one. I mean, look. Yeah, that, I figure that's a no-brainer, right? You, they, you need a you hope our JPP comes back and he's a really good pass rusher. If you had a perfect world and you could say, get this guy back, and I know he's going to be at least three-quarters of the player he was before, you would say JPP. And for the other, I, 
I would say I would say Prince just because I think that the offensive line has been solid. I mean, yes, they they ha- they give some some sacks and they have some right points and but they've been a lot able of to times, work around it. They've been able to work around it. And w- with John Beeson, you know, as I said, he he's great and he's the leader of that defense. But you just don't know what he's able to do from here on out. And then with yeah, Victor he's Cruz, not a great player anymore anyway. He was already, even before this year, he was already a limited player. He wasn't a great cover linebacker anymore. He's 30 years old. He was beat up. So, yeah, I wouldn't go with Beeson. You go on Cruz. No, what as you said with Cruz, look, it's like, it just seems like, at least, you know, with JPP and with Beatty, like, there's not much up of an update each week, but there at least is something. Victor Cruz is just right. like right. it's just, it's almost like you, you kind of you know for ten day stretches you almost forget that he's like on the team. You but know? if I have I mean, my I, ideal world, if I have my ideal world, yes, and I get Victor Cruz, okay, you get seventy five percent of what Victor Cruz was before. Now I'm starting to think, whoa. I probably would have to go with Prince only because of how big a downgrade it is when Prince is out. Yeah. You know, get me, give me Prince back over Cruz. But if you give, but if I get to sit there and think about Cruz, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm salivating. This offense can be really, really good if Victor Cruz is there. You know, this offense can be really, really good and do really big things if Victor Cruz is there. I mean, it really. You know, you can't even get that excited at this point because, like you said, there's nothing that tells you that it's imminent that he's going to return and that once he does get back on the field, he's going to be able to stay on the field. You know, or or that he's going to be any semblance of the player that he once was. So, uh, But, you know, they are getting those reinforcements back. They're going to get some somebody out of those guys. At some, you know, in these next two, three weeks, they're going to get some of those guys back. And that's a positive. And then we have the offense, James. Again, positive things from the offense we saw. I mean, passing game, really. I mean, they had a lot of pressure again on the outside. I think according to Pro Football Focus, they Newhouse and Flowers each set up five pressures. Cameron Jordan by himself had eight. But, mm-hmm. again, the Giants were able to mask that. Look at how much success they had. I mean, I threw for, what, 350 yards and six touchdowns? Yes. 40, 30 of 41 passing, 138 rating. Me, the difference in the offense this week was that Odell Beckham was healthier. He looked explosive and he looked healthy. Whereas the last two weeks he was playing and he was still their best offensive weapon, but he wasn't exactly Odell Beckham. You agree? You, you, did you see a significant? I, I totally agree. What was I, the I difference thought... in the offense? I thought it was I thought it was Beckham. I mean, it's like that the fifty yard touchdown pass in the, in the start the second half. That was Third like quarter, yeah. it was almost like in a microcosm. It was like that's what the Giants' offense is supposed to look like. Eli makes a calculated right. downfield throw and just sells. Let's Beckham just go make a play, and he goes and makes a play, and then they have success. That to me was what they've been trying to get to for eight weeks now. Um, I also think that. You know, listen, Ruben Randall it doesn't have a lot of explosion anymore, and it's obvious, I think, that he's no, going he to does beat not. up. No, he does not. But him and Dwayne Harris are finding ways to make these gutty plays here and there that I think complement Beckham well. Um, 
you know, I, but they I can use I another think... serious weapon, but yes, yes, they have enough. They have enough when Beckham is a hundred percent to still do serious damage. But when he's not a hundred percent, we saw the last two weeks. They have that's issues. kind of what happened. Yeah, they just don't have enough guys that can make the big plays that he. Can. So I thought Odell was you know, healthy, that's how we got and I thought that you know the running game. I know, obviously, Darkwa hurt his back and he had to leave the game. But, you know, Darkwa and his limited carries and Jennings and his 10 carries, they both average over five yards a carry. Um, yeah. So I, again, I'm really though, intrigued again, to though, see. I, mean, again, gotta, I would love to see them run the ball more, though, at some point then, if you're averaging yeah. five yards a carry. I mean, I thought part of the problem was, you know, obviously, they, they were down by 14 points twice. That um, is true. So, they were down. They were but, trailing in the second half. That kind of takes away the run. But it's almost it. like. At some point, whether you know if Dark was able to play or not, weak, weak or not, they're gonna have. I, I think they have to at some point pair that backfield down, and because look, numbers are numbers. Well, we say this every guys. week, James. We say it every week. It's, it's, they have to do it. They can't just keep. But going I think this might be the week where they finally realize five, five, one point four, whatever it was. And obviously, Vereen carried the ball know. twice. So it's, been like, it's, been, it's been like it's been like that for weeks. Yeah, it's been like that for weeks. All right, let's talk. We gotta go, we gotta talk about the end of the game for a minute because there yes. were some questionable things that happened at the end of the game. Uh, yes. gonna, you're gonna tell me you okay with it or you have a big problem with it? Punting the ball uh, out of bounds. Hindsight being 2020, they should have punted the ball out of bounds. They got off a pretty good kick. And I mean, if if you're Tom, I think you look at that play. I remember I watched it, you know, replay. You have Zach Diossi, who you know, who's you know your special teams captain, and you have Craig Dahl, who's I think it's fair to say is probably one of the Giants' best special team players. Um, you have both of them have a shot at the return man, and they they both miss tackles. Yeah, Dahl kind of overplays it, and the guy splits him right down the middle. Next you know, thing you know so, he goes. I mean, and- and then ball gets fumbled. Dahl makes a great effort, by the way. Gets back. Tremendous effort by Dahl. Forces a fumble, which actually the Giants almost could have won the game right there because of Craig Dahl's play. Oh, no doubt. Right. I mean, yeah, yes, he missed the tackle, yeah, but, but it, he, he made up for it. Right to the Saints guy. Right to the Saints. And then he goes to get tackled, and the punter, Brad Wing, Commits an unfortunate face mask penalty, puts him in field goal range, fifty yarder, game over. Now, I mean, I'm not going to blame Brad Wing. No, I don't you, think he can. You're gonna, He's just trying to get the guy on the ground. Trying to get the guy on the ground. He got real low. His face was almost perpendicular to the ground. It, it, you know, that was a tough one. It, one I mean, Brad Wing just, should not be have to make a tackle at past midfield. Like that is a like that is not what Brad Wing was brought here to do. Um, right. And look, and if those guys don't miss the tackle on the other side, and look, and you're right, Dahl made a tremendous hustle play, and that unfortunately is completely forgotten in all of this, is that if okay, they yeah. make the tackle right. downfield, Coughlin, his, we're going to punt the ball in the middle, we're going to punt the ball in play, it, it pans out, because then I think, I think, what, he caught the ball just a little bit in front of the 30? I think? Yeah, so, yeah right around all right, so, he, it was right around so that's it, hey, there's like, you know, ten, you know, five to ten seconds left, and we're making Drew Brees, who doesn't really have that great of an arm anymore, throw the ball 60, 70 yards. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, 
Well, they they only need to get a field goal, so they're trying to gain. When you're at the thirty, you really even let's say you're at the thirty-five, yeah, right. you need to get. You only need to gain uh, thirty yards. You know, give yourself a field goal. Right? Get to get to the thirty-five, you got a fifty-two-yard field goal. So you need to yeah, get thirty right. yards, but you don't have time. You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time. You have like you have about twelve seconds at that point. Twelve seconds to go thirty yards. I'll take my chances. Now, there's the other complaint. First of all, let me say. I also, I mean, I asked Tom Coughlin after the game. I was asking him why he didn't punt it out of bounds. He said it's harder than it thinks, blah, blah, blah. And I know uh, Tony Dungy said he didn't learn his lesson, got to punt the ball out of bounds there. I am okay with not punting it out of bounds because, look, they're punting from, what was it, the their own 25-yard line, right? Mm-hmm. You punt it out of bounds. Now, if there's zero seconds on the clock, I understand. But there's not. There's 20. Okay? So there's 20 seconds left. If you just go to punt it out of bounds and hit a 35-yard punt, and you're punting from your 25-yard line, then New Orleans has the ball on on their own 40. Okay? They're on their own 40. Now they only need to gain 25 yards on one or two plays to kick a field goal. I think that's doable. The Giants punk, uh, you know, punk coverage team has been pretty good. He hit a good punt. He angled it. I think that was fine. He had supposed to pin him near the sideline, which they did. I'm actually fine with that decision. Now, hindsight 2020, yeah. We didn't know they were going to – if tell me they were going to commit a face mask penalty, yeah, it would be, I would have a problem, but I don't in this case. Now let's go to the other complaint, fourth quarter late in the game. You all right with the Giants? Being aggressive and throwing the ball downfield, they get the ball with, what, uh, 36 seconds 30, at their own 20-yard line. Seconds. That's fine. But personally, when you when you go to Vereen on second down and you only get five yards, at that point, if it's third and five, maybe you think to yourself, all right, let's just go sit on this thing and let's go to overtime. Right. And that, that was the only, the only second guess I would have is that maybe at some point when you're facing a third in, third down, and it's not like third and one or something, you know, because the Giants, um, they had they called timeout on, after the second down play. So I believe that's where my complaint is. That is where I at that point I said, all right, you already wait, you already went down, you already wasted two plays, you gained five yards. At that point, why are you calling timeout? At that point, I would have just thrown in the towel and said, all right, let's go to overtime. Let's go to overtime. That's that's what I would say is that take a shot. I mean, look, every every shot everybody took on Sunday pretty much hit. So you might as well do it again. Um, take so the shot. Say, the, Giants, the, Giants are at, the Giants are at the 25-yard line. They have 25 seconds left when they call timeout, right? 30 seconds, Please, sorry. They, no, no, they 25 called, seconds. 20, so they call 25 seconds. There's 25 seconds left. And they're yes. at their own 25. They're at their own they 25. run third and five. So they, and now need to, they now need to go 40 yards just to get a 57-yard field goal. So yes. 40 yards in 25 seconds. You really have to do it in 20 seconds. You need to leave yourself some time. So 40 yards in 20 seconds, at that point, I think you're stretching it. I agree. I really, I think you're stretching a little bit. At that point, I don't know why you call timeout. And, and then, you know, then you get – that's how – they got time to get the ball back. All right, now let's go back a little bit before that. Here's our other, the other complaints. Okay. The Giants were not using their timeouts when New Orleans 
got had the ball. So New Orleans gets the ball. They have a first and ten at the two minute warning. They have a first and ten at the Giants twenty six, right? Twenty six. They're correct. down seven. They're down seven though at this point. You yes. call timeout after after uh, Mark Ingram runs for fifteen, gets him down to the eleven yard line. One fifty. So. You know, one fifty two left. Whatever. Yeah, because I believe they snapped the ball at one twenty. Yeah, that's, yeah, they that's did. what the book says. They, were so, the they, were, they knew they were getting in the end zone. Yeah, they didn't they care. They I mean, the end zone. It, I mean, they knew they were getting end zone. At that point, they're just trying to waste the clutch for the Giants when they got it back. They didn't have a lot of time left. And Coughlin didn't counter because he said he kind of he wanted to you know them to work to score. But you know what? They're taking their time. I don't. I would have called time out there. So you're in agreement. We both think yeah, bad decision there. Yes, because honestly, I think one of the issues is that the Saints, in my opinion, <laughs> there was no way the Giants could stop the Saints' offense. I agree. You can't think but, after they already they already but, have forty two points, and the guy I mean, has five hundred passing that they weren't going to get in the end zone. Like, you, you, but you I can't think, have confidence you were going to make that stop there. You can't like, have full confidence. I don't no, care how no confident confidence. Like a positive you, just, you are. You just can't. You you can't do that. And you say, okay, fine, because the way I looked at it was, at that point, I was like, there's no chance the Giants are stopping the Saints. However, for as well as the Giants played, just because they, they have certain go down limitations, they could go down and score. But at the same time, from the Saints, I also think we got to stop these guys once. Maybe we can do it. So that's why I agree with, with the Saints trying to run the clock down as much as they could to give themselves a small margin for error. But I just didn't understand, you know, at the same time, the Giants, I mean, you're playing so well, it's almost like, let them score so we can get Eli the ball back, because that's the only way we're going to win the game. Well, I don't know about let him score. I mean, you still want, you still got to try and I mean, when I say let him score, I mean, yes, but I'm saying, you know, don't don't let them milk the clock and then score, because now all of a sudden you've got nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think that was misplayed at that point. All right, so we are let's let's get off this game for a second. Go big picture. Okay, we are at the mid we are at the mid season point for the Giants. Yes, uh, you know, look at the numbers. Eli Manning on pace for what thirty four touchdowns and eight interceptions by far would be his best season. By far. yes, so very impressive for him. Odell Beckham a uh, little over thirteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns he's on pace for and a hundred catches. That's a that's yeah, a good about uh, that. that's a good. Good sophomore season, yeah, yeah. No, maybe not quite gaining yards at the rate he was last year, but to expect that again, I think, was a little unrealistic. And fourteen touchdowns, come on, it's off the charts. Oh, stellar! Who, who, who goes for fourteen touchdowns? I do. I think Des uh, Bryant led the league last year. I don't have the number in front of me, but he was right around that number. So he, you know, Odell would probably be right around the league leader if he finished with fourteen touchdowns, which is hey. The name of this game is getting in the end zone, so consider me impressed. So let's do uh, mid-season pass or fail. Obviously, we're going to go Eli and Odell Beckham. I think we're both in agreement. We're going to go pass, correct? Pass. Pass. Okay. Tom Coughlin. They're 4-4. and four. They're in first place. But there's been some very questionable losses. You have to go one way or the other. Where are you going? <sighs> That's that's really tough. Um, I'm gonna say pass, 
simply because of all the injuries they've had. If they were a little bit more healthier, I would say fail. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to do the cops. But I'm going to go, yeah. And the fact that they're in first place, they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, I don't think this is much more than a 4-4 four and four talent team. No. Now, granted, the way, granted, the way the games have played out, they should be better than 4-4. Four and four. Yes. Which is why, like, you, you want to say, okay, there's definitely merit to fail Tom Coughlin if you have to go one way or the other. But I think in general, you take the good with the bad here, I'm going to go with pass as well. So See, what's, what's, right. is... Here's one, James. Here's one that okay. we got to go. Let's go. Let's go to the defense, okay? The defense, defense as a whole. Let's, I mean, pass or fail? Because right now, I think heading into that game, you would have said, hey, they've been better than they probably should have been. They've created enough turnovers. But then they have this game, which is you, everything was exposed and they're so bad. You try not to let that over-influence you. So, defense, if you have to go one way or another, cast or fail. Fail. I, I just – they're on pace, I think, for some – Yeah, I, I like, pause because I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about – you, you know what? Like, you know what? Like, it's tough. Their talent level is so bad, yeah. It's tough because it's like, you know, they've done enough um, – and, you know, to be honest with you, like, this loss is on the defense. The Dallas debacle, you know, the offense had its own disaster. So the I don't defense think really produced good. 17 points in that game. They should have exactly. won that game. So it's tough, but I would just say on the whole, you know, it, you, you're, you're giving the defense an F, but, you know, but, they, but you're noting their tremendous effort and participation. I'm going to actually give them a pass. I mean, they've created enough turnovers. What are they at? 16 now? Something like uh, that. They're, 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 one of, they're, they're second in the league, I believe, in uh, turnovers forced. They've been able to overcome their talent deficiencies with that. But to me, I still don't view them overall over that eight, over the full eight games. Look, in this past game, they're a complete fail. But over the full eight games, I don't, I'm, not, I'm going to give them a pass. I mean, I, even though they're thirty second in the league, I know that isn't that isn't that ridiculous to think that I'm giving them a pass to thirty second in the league. But hey, this whole season produced, has been ridiculous. They've actually, produced, they've actually produced points though, which I think that's been a huge bonus for this team, and they didn't get that at all last year. They have one return touchdown last year. Get, can you guess who it was, James? I know you weren't on the beat. Marcus Kuhn. Marcus Kuhn, correct. That was their one return touchdown for the season. How about that? Marcus Kuhn. All right, wow. running backs. Running backs, pass or fail? They got Shane Vereen, been pretty good. Uh, you know, averages almost four receptions a game. Andre Williams is averaging, you know, two uh, 2.5 yards a carry or whatever. Rashad Jennings, a little under four. Nobody has really taken the reins. Arlene Zarko has been good, but obviously – very small sample size for him. So, running back to the hole, pass or fail, James? I'm going to say pass, not because it's on the whole been great, but, you know, Shane Vereen basically won the San Francisco game. Rashad Jennings basically won them the game in Buffalo. So, that's why I'll say pass. Yeah, I'm going to go with fail. I don't know. I expected more from them. I, their running game has not been good. Nobody has done enough to – I mean, granted, we think that 
they should pare it down and, you know, it should be getting darker or something of the sort, whatever, you know, it depends on the individual. But neither of them have played so well that they haven't given the Giants a choice and to say, hey, we need to put this guy in. You know, like nobody has blown anybody away. So I'm going to go with fail. But, well, okay, next one. Wide receivers not named Odell Beckham. Pass. That's for Phil. Pass. Yeah, James is big on uh, Ruben Randall and uh, Dwayne Harris. Dwayne Harris, I think that they have they have Dwayne Harris. I think is proving to be a pleasant. I mean, I don't have a pleasant surprise, but the Giants look. Jerry Reese took a little bit of a leap of faith with bringing him in and saying, "We're going to let you play receiver. We're going to give you a chance." Um, and he's. Well, I don't know if they really would have. I don't know if they really would have, but they end up in a spot where they had to. Had they had to. Preston Parker, and then yeah. the Cruz, and so wait, we got nobody left. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna we do? Sign this guy. Oh. Let's go. And you know what? But I'm I. He has been impressive. Ruben Sorry. Randall to me again, not that impressive. What? Uh, do you have do you have the numbers in front of you, James? I do not. Can you whip up? Can you whip up Ruben Randall's numbers? Yes, I can. This is riveting podcast, by the way. So. I I think that Ruben Randall is probably on pace for what, like eight hundred yards. He's like uh, forty six. Uh, excuse me, thirty one catches, uh, three hundred eighty four yards, two touchdowns. So that's yeah, so, not, not spectacular so. numbers, but so he's, he's had some moments. He's had some big catches. Yeah, seven sixty. How much you say? Seven sixty. He's on pace for. 62 catches, 768 yards, four touchdowns. You know, he's the number two receiver on this team. He should be getting plenty of opportunities. They're doubling Beckham. He was injured. They weren't getting anything out of the slot originally. That's just, you know, that's blast. You know, again, this was another opportunity for Randall to really shine. And he, like you said, he makes some plays, but, He's just, you know, he's just another guy out there most of the time. And on top of that, is you get the efforts like the end of yesterday's game, where you know, it just—I it, don't know what it is. It just—he's not fighting hard enough for that ball at the end. He's not diving. He's not. It's like he got knocked off a little bit, and like it just seems like he almost gave up. I know he didn't give up on the play, but that's what it almost looked like. It's like. There's something missing here. Like he's not fighting through as hard as everybody else seems to be fighting through to try to make that catch. So disappointing to me. I'm still going to go with fail because overall they're just not getting enough outside of Odell Beckham, in my opinion. So, uh, I mean, we we're not even going to go to pass rush here and pass rush, pass or fail. We could agree on pass rush, pass or fail. That would be a fail. Is there any? Is there any area of the defense overall that you would give a pass if you break it down by grouping? I would give a pass defense, to defense, defensive line, linebackers, cornerbacks. I would give defensive backfield. I would give a pass to Prince of Mukamara and DRC. I wouldn't give a pass to the the the, cor- the cornerback group as a whole, but you know, right. I, I would right. say yeah, those I those two have passed. Yeah. I think I think I'm in agreement with that. Well, here's one that I think we'll both agree on, but I think it's a very important one. We brought it up; it actually won them a game. So, won in the game last week. Special teams as a whole, 
you say I kind of lost in this one, but special teams as a whole, James, pass or fail? I would say pass. Yeah, Wayne Harris, pretty easy one. Josh Brown. Listen, Brad Brown's having a really good year. And he's kind of hit a little rough patch of late, but you know he he's he produced. I think he probably he might still lead the NFL in punts inside the twenty. Josh Brown's been great at field goals, and he and he's had to be because they have no red zone offense. Um, right, so I would well, say they actually went four for four this week, but yeah, still could run the ball in. They ran that same uh, pickish pick play pick to play. Odell Beckham twice. Yeah, but no, I mean that's a no brainer to me. That's 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 a pass. Uh, the special teams have been so horrific that I probably have lower standards than you because I've seen a lot of bad special play here the last two years and my first two years on the beat. So I think even if they were average, I would probably give them a pass by a pretty pretty solid pass. So tight ends as a whole, Larry Donnell, uh, Daniel Fells barely played, but you know, Will Ty and uh, Jerome Cunningham played a little bit. Pass or fail tight ends? Uh, it's a fail. I mean, it's just that group. It seems like, I mean, obviously, you know, Fells, you know, obviously we all know what happened with Daniel. So he didn't play a lot. And, and Cunningham didn't as well was also banged up when he was on the active roster, but Danelle and Ty, it's like they, they have these moments, you know, where, where, and where you, you know, they make big plays and, and they have these maddening moments where they fumble the ball away, you know, where they, they jump with the ball. It's just so inconsistent. And while you can see what the Giants, what the Giants see in them and the raw ability, at the same time, it's like you know this team really could use a veteran, established, you know, polished tight end at this point. Yeah, they're. I go fail too. I mean, they're just way too inconsistent. None of them are very good blockers right now. Their blocking is good. They drop passes, they fumble, they have a couple fumbles from that spot. You know, they're not getting huge production out of the spot. And they're they're committing turnovers. That's like a double whammy right there. So, to me, that, that's an easy, easy, that's a pretty easy fail for me uh, overall in the tight end group. Last one, James. You ready? The Giants yes. overall as a team, first half of the season, first eight weeks, first eight games, they are four and four. Pass or fail? Pass, just because I, I thought they'd be like three and five, and they probably have the talent that should be like you know three and five, two and six. So look, they're in first place, and obviously they don't give trophies out after eight weeks, but this is where they are. So for now, they pass. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give them a pass. Also, uh, I'm not. The funny part is that you say their talent is probably three and five, two and six. I agree with you, except for the fact that you have to weight the fact that it's all weighted scale. Yeah. I mean, Eli Man- when Eli Manning and Odell Beckham, you know, are two are your two best players, it gives you a chance because those two guys are really, really good. You know that they can do really good things. Uh, you know, at at a top level, like those are top level players at times. At least Eli has been at times. Maybe not consistently for most of his career, but. He seems to have put it together, and he's that plays the most important position on the field. So it always gives you a chance. But still, I mean, I agree. Four and four, not great. I also, I think I picked them to go seven and nine or six and ten this year. I think I might even I was at seven and nine originally. I think I might have dipped to six and ten. So I'm the sorry. fact that they're four, I was at seven and nine. 
Yeah, so maybe I think I did seven and nine too. I, I, either way, either way, we both thought they were a little bit under five hundred team. Right now, they're right at five hundred. Not significantly better, not significantly worse than we thought. But you know, they've gotten through. I mean, we were. You thought some of their injury things would work out, and it's actually gone the other way. They haven't gotten anything out of some of these guys. So, you know, like Victor Cruz, John Beeson. Uh, we knew Beatty wouldn't be back at this point. You were hoping that Prince could stay healthy. You were crossing your fingers that Prince could stay healthy because we knew that was the problem with this team. We knew that they had no cornerbacks aside from their two starters. And now that Prince has gone down, we've kind of seen that we were right. You know, so. uh, but still, they're still 4-4. Four and four. They've done enough to win games. They've actually done enough to win even more than four games. So, But as an overall big picture thing, I'm going past as well. So, James. Next week, Tampa Bay Bucks, New York Giants in Tampa Bay. Chance yes. to get back above 500. Big game for them. How big? You think they get a full loss in this game? No, no. I think that they need to be five and five going into the bye week, in my opinion. And um, you know, look, they're gonna have a big game going on elsewhere because Dallas is gonna play Philly, and someone's gonna lose and probably be be out. Of this race, um, well, if the Cowboys just, lose, forget about it. Done, forget about done, it. Done, 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 done. The two and but two and six. The, I, the idea that the Giants could lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Look and look, the Bucks. They're they're doing some things. You lose to a rookie quarterback on the road, and you're four and five. You're then coming home to face New England. And I mean, look at Ben Watson. Can't, you know, did, look what he, you know. I mean, as I said, what is Gronkowski going to do to the Giants in two weeks? And then you have a I bye mean, week. They, they could just pick. Their, it, they could just again. They could just pick their. You know, pick where they want to go. Who who, who are we going to pick to kill the Giants today? Yeah. So then, so then you got the bye week, and then you come off the bye week, and you got to go to Washington. And as we talked about last week, the Redskins James, are all James, 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 James has the Redskins number two in his power rankings right behind the Patriots. I do. No, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, look like, we don't You're know, one of like, the, the biggest Red... Redskins backers I know, that's for sure. I'm You're way higher out of the most people. But I hey, I guess, the Redskins I are like a, a NFC championship contender. But <laughs> road games in this league are tough. And if the Redskins somehow can make some hay in the next couple of weeks, and the Giants are, they were four and six going to Washington, and Washington's you know feeling you know is feeling its oats all of a sudden, and they're in the they're in the hunt. I mean, they got the win over the Eagles. The Giants got embarrassed by the Eagles, so yeah, they well, got to win go this as game. Far, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's a must win because only because even if they're four and six, the division is so bad. That it's possible that four and six is still not going to be in terrible shape because the oh, Cowboys, if they lose, they're done. You know, the Eagles, if they split their next two games, and then and the Redskins, you know, they're not going to go light it up either. I mean, four and six, they're probably going to be a game out of first place at most. No, so, I, I, I agree. With most, you. This is a huge game for them. Huge, huge, it's, huge. But I'm going to I'm going to put it a little notch below must win. It just almost feels to me like we go we go week by week, and then it's like. We put these games up, and we're like, oh, well, you know, if they lose that game, they're still in it. But those games are starting to pile up. I mean, Philly was one of those games. 
New Orleans was kind of one of those games. Now we're saying Tampa's one of those games. We, we I mean, I, look, it's Giants Patriots, so I guess you can't rule out them. You know, that that would be right. like the, sum this whole That'll season. That would be a huge upset if, if yeah. they beat the Patriots. <laughs> they win that game. You know, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna say no, this. But, I'm gonna say this. They, they. I thought that if they split, New, I thought they would split New Orleans and uh, yes. and Tampa, and they'd be fine. And I still believe that. So if you split those two games, you're fine. You know, you're five and four. Go forward. Go into the break. Five and five. There you go. You lose to the Patriots. No big deal. You're still in good shape. I would think five and five at that point. Good chance they're tied for first place, and then you move from there. So we'll see, James. The Giants we'll are see. still the first place New York Giants as we speak here, with the thirty-second ranked defense in the NFL. So this is Talk is Cheap. I'm Jordan Ronon. That's James Cratch. We'll see you guys next time.